Don't you realize? The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, it'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now they gotta do what's right for them. Cause it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. <laughs> Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide, do they hold up today? Or are they best left of the past? Hmm. I'm Tristan. Here to help us find out is Greg Carney. Yeah, I'm Greg. Let's try new intros here. Yeah, Greg Carney. <laughs> yeah, Greg Carney. Ah, how's your week been? It's Thursday evening. It's a Thursday evening it's Thursday evening. I was away for the weekend, only getting back Monday. I'll tell you what, it feels like a short week. Feels like a long week for me. Not going to lie. Long week. It was a while ago since we potted because we did an early one last week. We did week. do it. Well, yeah. it is a full eight days. Mm. And the Monday. Oh, that's seven days. Tuesday. <laughs> uh, I feel this time of the year, well, in the Southern Hemisphere, obviously, we are heading into winter. Yeah. Daylight savings over. Yeah. It's kaput as of last week. It's a bit shit. Or two weeks ago or something. Yeah. Something. So, I don't know, things just get a little bit drab. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like uh, there's not much... To look forward to oh, or to enjoy you, now. <laughs> normally we have Anzac Day to look forward to, which is our, um, our Veterans, day, Veterans I day, I guess. Yep. And that's a hell of a day. We play two up and we drink all day. Well, mm. You get up for dawn service and it's a beautiful, reflective, drunken day. Yeah. And that's falling on a Sunday this year, which means a number of things. Firstly, Sunday is a challenging day for drinking when you're in your late 30s. Mm. Because podcast editing day for me. Podcast editing day for you. Child responsibilities for me. Yeah. And uh, we don't actually get it. If, if, if Anzac Day falls on a weekend, that public holiday is void. It's nil and void. We don't get it. But we're not here to talk about that. Oh. We are here to, I, I hope, mm. embiggen the spirits of our listeners. Yeah, make it bigly. Through the gift of pod. The gift of pod. So if you are listening to this on a Monday morning... I hope it lightens up what is probably going to be an otherwise drab week for you. Put some pep in your step. Yeah. There it is. Some Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Or not. Uh, some pep. Definite pep. Whatever pep, whatever form your pep takes, just run with it, man. Pep it. Pep. Yeah. Yeah. We're here to help, hopefully. Yeah. And what better way to spark some enthusiasm, some energy and adventure into your lives than to discuss one of the most poignantly innocent and beautiful and magic child films ever, The Goonies. Never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is a fact that you're probably at home going, <laughs> Tristan has never seen the Goonies. Yeah, well, I have now, but yeah, had, I had, had until the last two days. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I don't think I'd even heard of it until the last few years. Wow, it somehow just completely escaped me. We'll get more into that later. I mean, I was only one when it came out, I guess. Wow, but there's been plenty of movies we've done like that, yeah. which I've seen. Yeah, I was scratching my head today thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, before we get into the movie, maybe you can help get my head back in the game by bringing, bringing us back to the year that was 1985. 1985. What else happened that year? We're mid-80s. Yeah. By being the fifth year of, of that decade. Yeah, yeah, it's, as is tradition. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's a lot going on. Um, one of the biggest launches for that year that turned out to be one of the greatest marketing flops in history Oh, was the release of New Coke. Yes. You're aware of New Coke? I'm aware. I mean, we've, we've, we're, we're advertising veterans, you and I. We are, we're vets. It's one of those things that everyone kind of knows about and it's one of my go-tos as to why you can't just listen to what your consumer says they want because they're often wrong. Just ask Henry Ford. Ask Henry Ford. He says, if I asked consumers what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. That's right. Instead, I gave them the car. Gave them the car. You've got to give them what they don't know that they want. Steve Jobs is similar. That's right. In the age of listen to the consumer, mm. don't forget to not listen yeah. to the consumer. Exactly. Do, do more, do less. So New Coke, um, if you don't recall, was Coke releasing a new formula, essentially, New Coke, to combat the rise of Pepsi. So Pepsi yeah. started making some serious inroads into Coca-Cola's market share. And the market share, I understand, was shrinking anyway because diet, everything uh, was yeah. the style of the time. Yeah. So you've got, a, you've got a shrinking market, you've got a relatively new entrant gobbling up a lot of that. Mm. Coke like, we've got to do something. We need a new Coke. Because it was also the, um, the Pepsi challenge. Pepsi versus Coke, the Pepsi challenge. And all across America, more people pick Pepsi Pepsi. time after time after time. Pepsi Cola. The Pepsi challenge, exactly. There were blind taste testing and people were saying they like Pepsi better. Yeah. So they're like, well, we've got to to go back to formula. Yeah. Back to formula. They like that. (laughs) (laughs) In Spider-Man? No. What's his name? Says that I'm somewhat of a scientist Oh, does he? Willem Dafoe. Back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been a new Coke guy. Oh, yeah. And he was burned. Norman Osborne, yeah. He was burned and that's why he... That's why hearing back to formula triggers him so hard because he wow. worked on new Coke. Against his will. Wow. He worked on new Coke. So he was a soda guy that whole time? <laughs> that's yeah. wild. It is wild. What a backstory. What a backstory. Prequel alert. Yeah, I like it. I mean, they love a Spider-Man movie. There's plenty of them. They do. Where's the prequel? Where the soda is the years. The soda years, I like that. Um, so, you know, spoiler alert, the public went. No. <laughs> no. Public says no and within three months wow. they had uh, done a full revert, not before launching a gigantuan ad campaign including this famous song. Remember this? I'd like to teach the world. Watch Mad Men. Uh, oh, yeah, the end. I, I only saw the first season. I only saw the first season in the end. <laughs> I can't remember. Basically, the end of Mad Men. They tied it to the iconic Coke commercial. Oh, that's the original Coke song. Yeah. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honey. What's wrong with that guy's face? It's a seventies man. <laughs> They had prosthetics on. Man, they look like a cult. That's fucking scary. Yeah. Look at them. Oh, 
Yeah, there's the guy from Serpent. Yeah, right? It looks like that kind of vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. Colts. Colts. Drinking Coke. Drinking Cult-a-co- the Kool-Aid as Cult-a-cola. it were. Cola. 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 He's drinking the new Coke. The what did they actually do? Did they just add think, more sugar or I something? I think, it, yeah, apparently it was a bad version of getting closer to Pepsi. But then was it all genius in the end? Because apparently then once Classic Coke came back, it was all up again. Oh, yeah. the old Cincinnati shuffle The old the Cincinnati formula. shuffle. They've, they've done it a few times like in Australia – they threatened to get rid of Louis the Fly. I'm Louis the Fly. Yeah. Straight from rubbish tips to, to you. And then they had a poll to like save Louis. Yeah. Ironic for a thing that kills flies, but. Aren't its shapes? What did they do with that one? Formula change. Formula, yeah, that's right. People went crazy. I'm like, when did you last buy shapes, Mr. Adult? When Vegemite called their new product from crowdsourced ideas, I Snack 2.0. I love that. <laughs> it got out, it's like the most. 2008's <laughs> name mm. that could have ever been. That's right. Nice name. Um, they changed it. Little lowercase i, a couple s. Yeah. Of course. They changed it to Cheesy Mate. I'm up, yeah, Cincinnati Shuffle. I'd love to do it somehow. Double Impact is cancelled unless you want it not to be. <laughs> <laughs> New yeah. Double Impact. Oh, I Double Impact 2.0? Yeah. I Die? We're relaunching this bad boy. Yeah. Straight from the top. To compete with the Alexi Toliopoulos yeah, of the world. bastard guy. <laughs> and there's, uh, a, there's other ones that have much more listeners. Yeah, the, the Bill Simmonses of the world, oh. bastards. The blank checks of the world. No, we like them though. Yeah, them. Griffin and David. Griffin and David. Coming for you, son. Coming for you. 1995, a big year for uh, Coca-Cola or a bad year for Coca-Cola, uh, but they eventually became good. Big year for movies and it's interesting because as I look at some of the names here, these are all movies I have seen and have heard of. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. I've heard of that. Seen that. Seen it many times. Yeah. Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Rocky Four. And then some of these, Out of Africa, no. The Dream is Alive, no. Colour Purple, yes. Cocoon, heard of it but haven't seen it. Jewel of the Nile. Uh, number 10, Witness. Um, but number 11, a movie that no one's ever heard of in 1985. No one's heard of this thing. You ask around. No one's heard of it. He's editing my voice out. <laughs> Everyone's heard of this damn movie. I heard of it a few years ago, I suppose. It's called The Goonies. number 11 globally domestically it was number seven so in the u.s it was obviously pretty massive and i looked into that because i wanted to understand was there maybe like did it under index in australia and no not according to my social network (laughs) yeah yeah of three yeah my siblings and not according to box office overall a budget of 19 million dollars with a gross of 124 million dollars wow Run Tomatoes critics gave it 76 percent audience gives it 91 percent with a critical consensus of the Goonies is an energetic, sometimes noisy mix of spill boy oh. gear sentiment and funhouse tricks that will appeal to kids and nostalgic adults alike. It is a noisy mix, isn't it? Oh, I've yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bit noisy, but very noisy. I assume we'll discuss that. But in in terms of history with this movie, I honestly, I, there's other movies we've covered that have been blind spots for me, but they are a little bit. There's a more I can see why. Yeah, they're not as massive like, for everyone else. Will yeah, Willow. <laughs> Is a bit more yeah. niche, but it's yep. well, it's widely known within certain 
mm-hmm. pockets. Yep. Everyone at Damien Reynolds' eighth birthday party. <laughs> I had, I wasn't into that genre overall, so those things probably just passed me by without me noticing. That kind of makes sense. Same with Princess Bride, these kind of yeah. fantasy, yeah. fairy things and all that kind of stuff never really oh, appealed to fairies, me. Fairies, brittle, bullet, correct? <laughs> I mean, actual fairies, Greg. What's her name? Tinkerbell. Yeah. Hook. You've seen Hook? I've seen Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? And not only have I not seen this one, I don't, I don't think I'd even heard of it until the last few years. And wow, I, yeah. And then since doing this podcast, which we've been doing for over two years now, there's been opportunities to watch it, and I'm like, no, I'm going to save it now. So the last few years is, yeah, has yeah, been yeah. more That's consciously true. avoiding it and kind of just saving it. Yeah, and I've got a for few this movies. Very day. Yeah, and even outside the podcast, there are movies I haven't seen which I am. I'm going to see one day and it's something nice about not having seen it yet. Totally you are. Yeah. Like um, I thought of one the other day. I haven't seen Godfather 2. Oh. Yeah. And then, so there's, it's not, that one's a different story though. Like it's not like I would have seen that as a child. Yep. I, I'm aware of it. I know it's a classic movie and there's something exciting about not having seen it yet and I get to finally watch it. Same with albums. Like I just listened to Paul McCartney Ram for the first time the other day, which I'd heard is like his Best one. Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Fresh ears. Fresh ears. So th- I like the idea of like, you know, with music, I avoid greatest hits and stuff because I like to have like yeah, save the, album the albums. Journey. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, I'm going like, to. Greatest I'm hits are very slow. No disrespect. Greatest I, hits are. I do greatest hits on some things. Well, if you know, the, if you know the catalogue inside out. That's something I do do consciously. <laughs> do do. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> But this film is not one of those. I mean, in the last couple of years it has just become one of those. But this is not one of those. I genuinely have been oblivious to this film existing and I don't know why. I texted my sister. She hasn't. She hadn't seen it. I was going to ask my mum but I didn't want to stress her out. I didn't want to imply she was a bad parent. <laughs> why haven't I seen the counties? Yeah. Uh, how much older is your sister? Four years. All right. So but she's, this is in, not, this she's is in ripe Goonie territory. This is not like a cult hit. This it's is a, a hit. hit. Yeah. <laughs> It's bizarre. And I did a little uh, poll. Where's my phone? Yeah, she is. It's in my pocket, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I did, because, um, you know, I'm a man of somewhat of a datum in myself. I did uh, a little. Have you crunched the numbers? I've crunched it while well, I'm about to, live on this oh. podcast. Um, through, through an Instagram poll, I did two sources. I posted it on our Double Impact. Uh-huh. And I asked, have you seen The Goonies? 94% said yes. Yep. That's strong. That, that How many people feel out of came back? 79 votes. Oh, yeah, yeah. People that voted for no are real humans, some we've heard of. But it's an overwhelming yes, right? Overwhelmingly yes. On my personal Instagram, I've done it as well. What does it say here? No responses. 67% yes, so slightly less. Mm. But I think one of those is Ara, so it doesn't really count. Four <laughs> votes for not having seen it. One was Ara, one's Ara's best friend. One's Pia, friend of the show, Pia Coyle. She's never seen it? She's never seen it. Um, what? And an old friend of Mitchell, friends of ours, Lewis Gilbert, has not seen it either. Now, oh, that's uh, awesome. It surprises me. It's surprising. It is surprising. I, I feel, look, the numbers don't necessarily stack up in my favour that there's loads of us that haven't seen it. It is unusual to not have seen this movie, I suppose. The only thing, the only rational conclusion I can come to is that we live in a simulation and I found the glitch. 
It's glitch-like. They forgot to download that memory with me. Yeah, but ignorance is bliss, but not in the instance of missing this film. Yeah. You saw this film, obviously. Yeah, I can't remember where or when I first saw it, yeah. but it was, a, it was a staple for sure. Yeah. Like I just remember this film being exciting. It was semi-risque because they, they say shit a lot. Yeah, they do, 17 times or something. There's penis jokes straight on. The Fratellis yeah. were scary. They were. Still a little bit scary, less maybe. Yeah. Uh, Andy, like she was a thing for a seven-year-old me or however old I was when I really was watching this. Is that the brunette one? That's the main girl yeah. that kisses the brother. Yeah. Yeah, she was wow. Yeah. Letterman jacket and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Data was super cool. So cool. Squirting out oil and the guys hitting their nuts. <laughs> Truffle shuffle. Hey, you guys. There's just like it's ram-packed with, with just goodness of How many times do you think memories. you've seen this? I don't know, man. I watched it a lot. Like up there with like a Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably more maybe when I, was, yeah, right. when I was young. When was the last time you watched it? Yeah. So – Good question. We okay. there used to be this thing. It's probably actually it's still going. The Moonlight Cinema, which is a mm. summer film series in Centennial Park, an outdoor natural amphitheater, mm-hmm. and they play a, a mix of classics and um, new films. And they yeah. used to play the Goonies every year. And like I think we went as a group maybe three times. Right. It was kind of like we're going to the Goonies again. Yeah. Right. It was a thing. Interesting. But then I haven't seen it for, you know, like a good decade or plus. So that in that a decade ago, you're watching it every year and I still hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Remember we used to get the free tickets to yeah. Moonlight? We get a, as, through work we used to get free season passes to Moonlight Cinema. That was a great perk. That was a good perk. Especially when you're young. Young and broke. And free dates. Free dates. Although I just went with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which was my style at the time. Yeah. She made it very clear it was not a date. <laughs> she said she was so lucky to have a friend like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's in my – this is a movie I would have loved. Like I was watching this and we'll get into it in the rewatch yeah. or the watch. Yeah. But I was like, man, I feel like – you missed out not having this in your childhood. Yeah. It was all the things. Yeah, it is all the things. It's all the things. It's all the things. Oh. I did do a plot prediction. This was, I wrote this before I watched the movie. So plot prediction, the rules are I'm allowed to look at the poster but I have to write this thing before I watch the movie. You want to hear it? Yeah, of course <laughs> I want to hear it. It's one of my favourite segments. <laughs> Based on a local urban legend group of misfits go looking for adventure, getting some unlikely help along the way. <laughs> looking for a secret treasure left many moons ago by a secret group of otherworldly pirate-like fellas, ah. the gang enlists the help of the local jock, played by Josh Brolin, and heads underground to face the great unknown and maybe kiss a girl. Ah. But they're about to find out that the real treasure was with them all along. Friendship, the joy of childhood. And there's also a chubby kid that does a belly shaking dance for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a that's pretty much It's close. The thing was I thought I was really clever with the pirate thing, but then I looked at the poster again and there's pirate stuff in there, so it must have sunk in there yeah. somewhere. Um and interestingly there's I mean we'll get into it in the rewatch, but I feel like there 
other movies that I haven't seen, sometimes I'm like, but I got the gist of it. I know what happened, so I went to a plot prediction. This one was genuinely, I wasn't sure. I knew of Sloth, that character, yeah, yeah. and I knew the truffle shuffle thing, but that's kind of all I knew about it. Oh, so you were, we're getting the rewatch. Yeah, we're getting the rewatch. Yeah, cool. Should I get into the origin story? Yeah. <laughs> origin story. Now, for such a big movie for many of us, myself excluded, you would think that, you know, like uh, when we do a Back to the Future or a Indiana Jones or or a Ghostbusters perhaps. Oh, yeah. There's a rich origin story behind it. With some pithy precasties. And some, did you know? Well, actually, less so in this case. It appears to be. Yeah, not even. There's not much out there about the, all my usual go-to places for origin story type content. It was just factoids about where they shot it and stuff. But like, but where, where, where was, where did it all come from? And it all ultimately traces back to Spielberg. Steven mm. Spielberg had this idea, which was the style at the time. Which was the style at the time. He had a lot of ideas actually, and he didn't have time to execute them all himself. So this was one that he reluctantly handed ah, over to what's his face to a Richard Donner. Ah, what about a and a Chris Columbus? Yeah, that's what. I was so nice. Chris Columbus to write it, Richard Donner to direct it. So is that okay? So he goes. Guys, I've got this idea. I haven't got time to flesh it out. Yeah. Donna, I want you to direct. Chris, can you scribble up something for him to yeah. shoot a camera at? Yeah, so Spielberg has that old story by credit and he was a producer as well. But originally that is one liner of the idea, which isn't really the idea, it's, but it's definitely the spirit of it is, what do kids do when they're bored on a rainy day? I mean, he doesn't answer that question. I hope he gave <laughs> him a bit more to work with than that. <laughs> I assume he You can't he did. claim story. Uh, what, uh, what about war? <laughs> story by yeah me. I'll, I reckon I could get some story by credit. If I was in Hollywood, I'd be a great story by guy. Yeah, you're get away with that. Yeah. There's a, there's a seed for you. <laughs> there's an idea. You're welcome. I don't want to. It's almost what I do as a strategist in advertising. I'm getting a story by credit. Mm. I don't execute any of it. I just go, here's an idea. Is that something? Bring it, bring it to life. <laughs> bring it to life. Um, it was originally titled The Goon Kids. Oh, yeah. Which um, I think are those kids that drink wine from a bag. Mm, I was a goon kid. (laughs) That's the Aussie version. We have, yeah, cask wine here is called goon. It's goon sack. Yeah. You finish drinking it, you you blow it up and use it as a pillow. Were you much of a goonman? Not really. I was at uni when it was heavily mixed into a punch. Yeah, right. I didn't like the taste. I didn't think, yeah, I wasn't a wineman. And it tastes like the kitchen at home. (laughs) Mum liked a bit of goon. Tastes like dad smells. Cooler bar estate. Extra yeah, those dry. are the ones. Not the fruity Lexia. Um, now, that's kind of all I have in terms of origin story. So I thought, you know, this sometimes when this happens, uh, just give you some behind the scenes trivia. Keep going. A little behind the scenes trivia. So here, here um, in, in, in lieu of a jingle, behind the scenes trivia. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep that. We'll keep that. We'll record that for later. Um, the pirate ship was real. Yeah. It was 100 and feet. 100 and feet. 100 and feet. 105 feet long. <laughs> and it had feet. Oh. It was 100 years old and Walkie had feet. ship. Walkie ship. Um, one-eyed Willie. <laughs> <laughs> one-eyed Willie. One-eyed Willie's skull was real. <laughs> Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk, auditioned for Mouth. 
but he was told, you sound like a mouth, but you look like a chunk. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Uh, Not now. And on that, they shot this in chronological order, which is rare. Yes. Um, But uh, Chunk says, if you look closer, he thinks he lost weight by the end of the movie. Oh. He also had chicken pox. This is all Chunk trivia, apparently. Yeah. He had chicken pox. Uh Apparently, if you look close, you can see some pox in the shuffle. Yeah. They put makeup on it. I thought that was dimples. Yeah, probably both. He's like, no, it's just chicken pox. Mm, Good for you. It's up there with being big boned. Yeah. Um, Own it. Sloth's makeup took five hours and couldn't get it wet. Oh. Half of the time he's in water. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> Challenge. The eye would malfunction and did many times. Oh. Josh Brolin's first film. Yeah. Son of James Brolin. Yeah. Not the only famous parent. Sean Astin's stepfather is John Astin. Go on. Gomez Adams. The Adams family. He was the original Gomez. In the oh. old TV series. So was an actor as well, wasn't she? Yeah, she – oh, damn it. I forgot her name already. Let's go with Sally. She was a she had a TV show and everything. Yeah. I had no idea he had famous parents until Neither. this week. Makes sense. It does make sense, although – On the whole childhood actor thing. Yeah, I guess so. Just being put in there. Um, He's good. Patty Duke. Patty Duke. Was his mother. Uh, I'm not really Patty. familiar. I've heard the name but I'm not familiar with much of her work but I, I respect her. Of a sting. It's, uh, the fact that she's out there doing it? Yeah, I respect that. Mm. So these famous parents, so the thing is these none of these kids were famous at the time but they took over, they went to Astoria where this film is set and they shot it, a lot of the exterior stuff there and they all stayed in this hotel there and all the buzz was around these two dads being there because they're there looking after their kids but they're famous. Um, so the, the town was a buzz. The kids yeah. were annoying but the... The cool older guys were, were pretty, kind of a big deal. That is pretty cool. Yeah. These kids would have been annoying too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're borderline in the movie. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, apparently Joey Pants and uh, Robert Davey didn't like each other in real life and they had some tension. Came across well. Yeah, well, and they got cast because of that tension. There, were, right. there was some bickering going on and they're like, that's it. That's, that's, what, that's what we need. You, you catch that cameraman? You got the job, buddy. You got the job. Got the job. So there you go. There's the <laughs> there's some in lieu of origin story. Here's some trivia segment. That's good. Now running out cast, we've got Sean Astin as Michael Mikey Walsh, the asthmatic leader of the Goodies. Why is that a character defining thing? I have asthma. I don't let it define me. Asthma. Josh Brolin. I've got a I've got a gripe with that. I'll get to you later. Josh Brolin as Brandon Brand. Walsh. Brandon Walsh was in 90210, Connected Universe. Jeff Cohen as Chunk. Corey Feldman as Mouth. Jonathan Kihu Kwan as Data. Kerry Green as Andy. Martha Plimpton as Steph, who apparently was dating River Phoenix at some point. Ah, she was too. She's she's one of those people that I never remember her name, but she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She, she like... I always thought she was a brat pack, but in hindsight, she might have been a bit young. Yeah, yeah, I think so. She's cool. She's kind of low key. She's cool. She shows up in things, and she's cute. Yeah, she's cute. John Matujak as Lotney Sloth Fratelli, mm-hmm. who apparently was a football player. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. And Ramsey as Mama Fratelli, Robert Davy as Jake Fratelli, and Joe Pantoliano, aka Joey Pants as Francis Fratelli. Mm-hmm. 
what a cast it is stacked, you might say. You might, you might say. You know, they, they get these kids, they make them do all kinds of wacky things, uh-huh. shake their bellies and such, jump in the water and such, react to ships and such. Bright eyes. Bright eyes. Yeah, that's one of the things he kept yelling at them, right? Bright eyes. Look surprised. Look surprised. They had a little rap party down at the Viper and Pish Bash Posh, you got yourself a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Play the trailer. Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Hey, Mike, there's a map. Whoa, you guys realize what we could do? Well, I don't want to go on any more of your crazy Goonies adventures. Meet Mikey. I hear those are the bathroom. Brand. Andy. Shame, shame. Oh, come on, Brand. Slip with the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. Mouth. I gotcha. Stephanie, Data, and Chunk. They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a legend, but they're not alone. Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. That's the it. Sounds like Kong. Discover what they uncover. The lost rubies and emeralds and diamonds. The lost map. Oh, I started the title. The secret caves. Hey, Mikey, you can hear me. Hidden clues. The treacherous traps. Hello, Sheriff. I'm at the Lighthouse Lounge. And I want to report a murder. Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Take the oath. Join the adventure as Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. He really was good at building his brand. Like I know he was already the guy, but yeah. Steven Spielberg presents... He really was. The Amblin thing is real. I'll get a bit on that later because there's something interesting going on there. Yeah. Um, but quite the brand. Quite the brand. No new Amblin. The, yeah, the new Amblin stuff sucks. Ready Player One and whatnot. No. We don't, we don't need it. No. Amblin, you're out of your damn mind. Go to Amblin Classic. Amblin Classic is required. Stop trying to catch up with the bloody Netflixes of the world, Pixar's of the world. Whoever well, DreamWorks are. is Spielberg, isn't it? I think that's their Pixar competitor. This is all. Yeah, go back to Amblin Classic. Um, not a bad trailer. Not a short trailer. No. Hopefully, you cut it down. Yeah, maybe. Um, but for for the one percent who haven't seen this movie, Greg, what exactly goes down? Uh, I would say it's a story about love, mm. deception, Ooh. 
Unbridled enthusiasm? Greed. Oh. <laughs> and unbridled enthusiasm. Yeah. That's what led to One-Eyed Willie's downfall. <laughs> you see, Tristan, One-Eyed Willie was a simple country boy. You might say a cockeyed optimist. <laughs> who got himself mixed up in the high-stakes game of world diplomacy and treasure. <laughs> And on one single rainy afternoon in Astoria, Oregon, a group of pre-teens, led by equally unbridled enthusiasm in Mikey, mm. asthmatic, <laughs> go on a wild adventure to track down One-Eye Billy's treasure and save the goondocks mm. from the nasty developers. Which bastards. They will overcome... Murderous family criminals. Yeah. Apparent octopuses. Yeah. Mean jocks. And mean jocks. <laughs> yeah. And have a good time. Yeah. And discover that the real treasure is friendship and gems and kisses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so jealous of him. <laughs> I really was. I was really? Like, I wonder if. I had an older brother. Yeah. I wonder if one of his friends could accidentally kiss me. So he kept hanging out at waterfalls. <laughs> what a nostalgic nostalgia. Uh. Uh, Tristan, I have been dying to hear. <laughs> what did you make of this film? It's a bit of a roller coaster because I didn't really know what to expect. Okay. And then it opens on like a suicide. <laughs> like the prisoner hanging by his neck. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's like, yeah. oh. Ooh. And Ara was like, oh, what is this movie? I was like, I don't know. Then he turned out to be alive, which was less dark, but still it's quite a Yeah, it was an, it was a confronting image to, yeah. yeah, for a kids' movie. They did do them differently back then, didn't 100%. they? hundred percent. Absolutely. They did. were definitely we did something else recently. Oh, well obviously Little Monsters is pretty effective. Little up. Monsters is fucked up. Um the other movies, stand by me, not necessarily a kids' movie, but there definitely is this other thing going on there. There's a darkness. Yeah. Sorry. Joey Pants. Yeah. Did not expect to see him. Nice surprise. Delightful surprise. Looks the same age. Yeah. Ish. 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 Oh, man, he's so cool. He's a cool guy. In real life. Yeah. Ah, uh, I love him. Prison Getaway. I'm like, what? this is not the movie I expected. At this point, I'm, I'm a bit like, what? Um, where are the kids? Like, what's the adventure they're on? I wasn't expecting this okay. part of the plot yep. at all of yep. like a family, criminal family on the run. And I'm still unsure whether it really needs it. I think it probably does, I guess, but eh, wasn't that taken by this part? Okay. Um, Son of a bitch. And, I, you know, I thought that this might be the type of movie where once it gets into it, I realized, oh, it's this movie. I've seen this. Never came. Penny never dropped. And it's so it was such a pure rewatch. There weren't even things like, oh, that's what that was a reference of in that thing I saw before. There was not like none of those things. Like I said, maybe Truffle Shuffle and then Sloth. They're the kind of only two things that I'd heard of. So I'm somehow in this bubble. Every movie we watch, Simpsons or something, there's like a reference where I'm, something clicks and I go, Oh, that's what that is. Nothing. Nothing. Fascinating. Just so little familiarity with it. It's 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 almost a once in a lifetime opportunity to watch something, yeah, so pure for the first time, over thirty five years after it came out that that everyone else had seen. Mm. 
I mean, there's sure plenty of stuff I haven't seen from that old, but something that everyone else has seen. But did I like it? I like this movie, Greg. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> I was worried at the beginning a little bit. I was like, oh. I was worried where you were going there. But yeah. it's, it's, I would have, I would have really dug into the reasons why you're a bad yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this, our last episode. <laughs> How'd you have said You that? can save the show though, guys. Cleveland Cin- Shuffle. Cincinnati Shuffle. Cincinnati Shuffle. It's like the Truffle Shuffle, but. Mm. Less Truffle. Less Truffle. More Shuffle, more Cincinnati. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. I liked it a yeah, lot. you did. So much so I didn't really take – I stopped taking notes at that point because oh, I'm good. just like, I just want to enjoy this movie. I let haven't it, seen it. Let it wash over you. Yeah, because usually you're taking notes but you've seen it before so you, it's okay if you miss a bit of dialogue here uh-huh. and there. But I'm like, oh, I need to watch this movie. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Phone down, no more note taking. And I just watched it and I enjoyed it a lot. Good. Flip side of this is it means I had less notes to refer back to in, in yeah. preparing for this episode. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully this shit, shit pours out of me. But I think there's, there's – I liked it for a few reasons. And actually before I get into them – Reason I'll just, the first. <laughs> before I get into this, I just want to know how was the rewatch for you as Oh, well. yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it was like a warm hug of nostalgia. Yeah, right. I hadn't seen it for a while as I said. Yeah. Watching it indoors for the first time in a while. Did you sit on a patch of grass just to – I sat on the couch. <laughs> sat on the couch. So yes, your couch a, is made of grass. Uh, it's a grass couch. Yeah, they're big in areas. Of, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. Yeah. Um, I forgot it all happened on one, you know, sort of magical afternoon. A few mm. kids go hunting for treasure. You know, we've all done that. Indeed. I never came across never a pirate. Found it. Yeah, yeah, never found a pirate. <laughs> I mean, you've done it in the sewers. You've. Spent- I found a lizard once that had been cut up. A blue tongue lizard. Oh. It had been cut into pieces. Oh, that's. But I was so young that I didn't. I didn't think that was gross. Things. I love blue tongue lizards. They're so they're so. Um, there's a word. Prehistoric. Mm. Yeah, the magical creatures. But I brought this thing home, and I think my in hindsight, think about it now, I think my mum probably thought I did it. Uh, it's like, what have you done? It's like I found this. <laughs> oh. But you know, you're a kid. You want to know how things work, so you like looking at it and shit. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creepy. Um, That's the only treasure I found. Is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> when I had really lizard. Yeah. It's all the same. Well, it's another word for a penis as well. Yeah, yeah. One-eyed willy. Um, <laughs> so, mate, it was a, it was a lovely rewatch. I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a bit louder than I remember. Loud. Well, I realised that I think that we both said the same thing with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that's just sound design in these movies. They're just loud. I don't know if it's just the thing that technology has come further now and they Things can separate these sounds and different levels and things, but this was like, bam! Like yeah. the guns are, you know, guns in movies now just sound like, pew, pew, pew. the oh, guns then are like, pew, yeah. like fireworks. It sounds like fireworks <laughs> in your ears. It was that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I felt that a lot. Um, should I get into some of my things? Give us your things. So I've got a few things. I've got a few things I like about this movie. I think a lot of it just comes down to this, this uh, certain je ne sais quoi that I can't quite uh, perfectly capture but I'll attempt because it's really a feeling, this movie, that I really enjoy. There's something, it is partly the noise, like these kids are acting like kids and kids are loud and kind of annoying and like if you were to uh, have six kids in your house. at that age, and that's what it would sound like. Yeah, it would be. And so parts of it you don't even catch the dialogue, they're talking over each other. Yeah. But it's like there's something. Method acting. Yeah. 
they're acting like kids. I've yeah. said this, I think, before. I just hate when they make these kids act like adults. Like, see, Modern Family, for instance, the, uh, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> you know what I mean? Adults um, don't cry. Adults don't cry as much as Dawson. <laughs> that's true. But just that that over that phony dialogue and then kids yeah, growing up. Yeah, and, and, and I get what you're saying. It's, and, it's and even astute. just yeah, thank you. Very astute of me. And the um the way that often you see these kids, you can tell that it's almost like they've been. I don't know. It's it just they've, comes across as acting. They've been diluted and or kids watered down or sorry subdued subdued. Well, no, yeah. medicated. Well, like. Put it through the filter of acting, air quotes. But these kids, by my, definition, have my not. My character developed most. Exactly. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment ruined it for everyone. But it's like kids, by definition, have not been alive very long. Mm. So they can't be amazing actors. Actors. They're not yet actors. They can just react. Re- react. And at the end of the day, isn't that what acting is, Greg? And I think there's a very clever I'm thing sure. going on here. It, <laughs> <laughs> There's a very clever thing going on here that that makes this work, and I think it's mentioned the uh, shooting in chronological order. Yeah, I think that's so kids can react naturally. There's yeah. a bit of trivia I can't remember if I that's said it. Good. Where they they the ship was real, which I mentioned. They didn't let the kids see it. Yeah, they, they wanted, wanted their real reactions. They wanted that. Wow. They did the wow, but then they had to use a second take because Josh Brolin said, "Holy shit!" Why would that matter? He said shit. They said shit all the. I don't know. Apparently, he's, he's told that story on Conan. Shit, too many. Yeah. And he could have said ship and they could have just stopped oh, over that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so but I, you can kind of, you get the sense that perhaps that spirit is carried through the whole film. Like Chunk looks pretty scared when he's scared of the, the fratellis. The um, I'd be scared if my hand was going in a blender. Yeah, and maybe he didn't know that was in the script. You know, like there's a lot in there that seems like genuine Well, Agent Johnson's pretty from, scary. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that, you know, that, that thing about the ship and the real reaction is kind of the the headline yeah. soundbite that gets thrown around. But you can imagine there's probably lots of little scenarios like that that they did and just the intention to capture these genuine things was probably throughout the whole shoot. Capture it, they did. Yeah, and apparently um, uh, Richard Donner is like, fuck, it was a pain in the ass working with these kids. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were I just hard to. I kill myself every day. <laughs> yeah. But, but then also, he also was really happy. It. Yeah, he loved it. It was one of those things. Yeah. Really happy he with the He seems quite a dry man. He's an interesting fellow. Interesting fellow. Done some good work. Done some good work. I was going to say, I was wondering if that was part of the gap where I haven't seen many Richard Donner movies, but I have. Turns out you have. Yeah. <laughs> We've covered one. Mm. Mm. Haven't seen Superman though. I wouldn't mind doing that. You haven't seen it? No. It's kind of got this Vaseline on the lens vibe to it. Yeah. Glissy old glisteny facey. Yeah. I'm into it. I want to. I want to try that out. Um, but yeah, that energy is throughout, and it captures this this thing. I don't have nostalgia for this movie. I may have nostalgia for this kind of aesthetic and this vibe, but it captures this the childlike energy and wonder very, very well. And then in terms of it's un, it, it is unbridled enthusiasm. It's unbridled enthusiasm. And then little, not even little things, but other things like the Josh Brolin's character in the beginning. You're like, oh, is he going to be like? More of an antagonist, like the brother that the older brother that's like picks on your the little yeah. brother a bit, but then he's really there for you when it's you need a lovely him. dynamic. Yeah, it's similar to ET. Yeah, um, when push the, comes to shove. Yeah, you know the cuddle on the on the porch. Yeah, that kind of stuff is just it captures it. They There's, just inject this, but it feels authentic too. Uh, oh yeah, even at the end. Yeah, the parents arriving. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. Authentic. Yeah, yeah. It's real. 
the stakes were very real too, which I wasn't expecting. Like data nearly falls on fucking spikes, man. And like there's all this shit where they could die. The stakes were high. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't think that was, I wasn't expecting that. So that was good. I mean, I didn't expect anyone would really die, but you know, it was quite dark with this with the scary Fratellis, but then there was very real uh, dangers there. Like it wasn't just like we've got to get the thing before the before Mum finds out. Or, you know, none Sandlot. of that shit. Yeah, like Sandlot, exactly. Um, which is not a bad thing either, but I just mean I wasn't expecting. It. I have a question for you, but are yes. you are you on a roll with your bits and pieces? Uh, I think the. I just got one bit more really on that. It's just, and I think that what it captures well is just this overall, the imagination of being a kid. Not that I think this is something that happens only in their heads, but this is the type of adventure you're kind of chasing down as a kid. You think yeah. somewhere in your brain you think it might be possible. Like I oh, we talked about treasure. this. A map. Give me a map at least. I have yeah, to draw man. my own maps. Yeah. And you smudge the... Thing there and burn the edges. Yeah, we talked before in another movie, I'm not sure why, about how me and John used to go through the drains. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> it was in my, it was in my thing. Remember Looking for adventures like this. Yeah. And there was this bush thing near us. We used to go to the bush and look for things. And yeah. Half expecting to stumble across something interesting. And you hadn't seen this. I hadn't seen this. And I used to have this thing as well of, uh, I think I had it in dreams, but also just I liked to imagine that there were these secret rooms in the house that you could unlock and you would find a whole new... Trapdoors. Yeah, th- shit like that. So this a wardrobe is, that went to Narnia, perhaps. I, yeah, I was big into that, actually. So I don't know why. I don't know why this movie didn't Tell exist. Tell me why. Didn't get pulled into my orbit. But um, but watching it as an adult with, with, with no nostalgic connection to the film, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think overall, probably the overarching thing, which is... Taps into a lot of what I just said. Is this? It's kind of imperfect in a lot of ways. It's, it's imperfections. Yes, yeah, yeah. they're like the Charming kids talking over each other, and but somehow I think that's what captures this uh, realness to it. Oh, it's captured. It's captured. I think it's a good thing that they didn't keep the octopus. I heard about the octopus thing and I looked it up. Oh uh, yeah, and it looked pretty shit. Yeah, that's probably too scrappy. Well, that. That's what I said to Carol because I hadn't seen the octopus. At least I don't remember seeing it. And I watched the, I bought the special features one, right? And it had the deleted scene. I watched it. and I was like, oh, that's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Like for some reason, the rest of it, I don't know why. I can't articulate yeah. it, but it's kind of, it's fantasy, but it's not out there. Mm. You know. Yeah. Whereas you put, you're putting a giant octopus that gets Cindy Lauper put on his ears, and he. Fuffles away. Yeah, and and then you're like, nah. Octopus is a fucking crazy too, man. It wouldn't just be like, if it was going to get you, it would have got you. <laughs> oh, he'll get you. <laughs> he'll get you. Unless it really likes those Eddie's Walkmans. Bizarre. Yeah. Um, so I, I firmly, I had that point as well. I agree. Yeah. Well edited. Yeah, well well edited. It's the, it's the stuff, it's the, it's the scenes that Donna rejects that makes Donna the best. Oh. He's the the John West of filmmakers. Hey, um, question. Mm. On the flip side, what had what what had dated for you? And and I mean that not. I've got a little list. I got a list. Cool. I don't need to articulate that question, but you just (laughs) know what I mean. I do have a list. It's the list is titled "What's Outdated." Okay, so really preempted your question there. Yeah. Uh, Chunk. For most of the movie, his entire character is that he's fat. Fat shaming. It's like it's like all the. Monica Geller flashbacks in Friends. In the fat uh, suit. Which would be, you know, 10 to 15 years later. So 
this was even earlier, so I guess that's just the thing. But like, I didn't find the truffle shuffle all that funny. I did. I agree. Truffle shuffle wasn't. And all the jokes were like, "Oh, but I'm so hungry." Oh, they got like just. I did there was, like there it. was a few too many. If it was one or two, but there were so many. Yeah, yeah. But in saying that, I think his character has the most interesting arc because by the end he's a fucking legend. Yeah, and his buddy was buddies with. Yeah, so by the end I'm like, they did him service. Service, yeah. But in the beginning, I was like, man, I did enjoy him smearing his milkshake and pizza on the window at the beginning when he went to watch the chase. Though, <laughs> he's <laughs> good physical comedy. Like he's just he's so excited. He plants himself against the window <laughs> with his food in his hands, and he's got a strawberry milkshake and a slice of pizza. He's fucking good. He's crazy. He's, he's wild. I've got a clip of him speaking of how crazy he is as a kid. In real life, he's just a fucking firecracker. This is an interview at, at the time. No, at the time. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. He's a firecracker. This is him on a British talk show talking about meeting uh, Spielberg. How come you were discovered for this movie? Who who found you for this part? Stephen. Stephen and Dick. Oh, he's Stephen he to you, He found me lying he? in a gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he discover you? This Stephen Spielberg. It's Stephen to him, but Mr. Spielberg. Stephen. <laughs> old, so old Steve took you up from the gutter, did he? Yes. You were drunk, weren't you? Lying yes. in the gutter drinking. <laughs> yeah, sleep <laughs> me. Uh, yeah, what was the audition? What was the audition like? Well, well, you see, I was so scared. He went, you know, I was like, no, because he's king. He's like, oh, you know, you know, when you, you know, when you come into a room, like trumpets play, dum 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 dum. And I was like, first day when I was going to meet him, I was, mom, it's Steven Spielberg. What am I going to do? If I screw up, it'll ruin my whole life. Then my mom said this to calm me down. She went, Jeff, he's just another Jewish boy. So I went, okay, he's just another Jewish boy. <laughs> and so when I met there, I was like, I walked into his room and Michael Jackson's platinum records were on the wall. And I was like, you know, and I was so scared. And here comes in this guy with a little beard, glasses, um, a Raiders of the La- Larst hat on, wearing running shorts, <laughs> socks, and uh, a t-shirt, eating broccoli and cheese with his hands. He really knows how to make you feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do for an audition? What did you recite something from Hamlet? Yeah, <laughs> to be, to be, or not to be. I like me the way I are. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or just doing a short scene with Bram, with, with another guy in the movie. He That whole interview is pretty funny. He goes in and out of being... An annoying kid and a charming kid. That last part I think is pretty charming. Mm. <laughs> but um, it's just like you can see why he auditioned for mouth because um, yeah. he's quite mouthy, that guy. He sure is. <laughs> but he was chunk. And, yes, well, I did have some problems initially with some of the lack of lack of actual character to this kid. He was just a fat kid. But they did him good in the end, like I said. Now, not so much. Uh, I was I was less forgiving of the way this film chose to portray asthma. <laughs> I as feel a, like as an asthmatic. As an asthmatic, I feel like this is not very well representing my people. Yeah, because it's interesting because I haven't seen this movie. I did always wonder where these this stereotype came from, and also, yeah, it's been in a few things. And there's like Kyle's cousin Kyle, and and there's um, there's been movies like in this where where asthma comes when they're scared. Oh, like I don't think that's a thing. It, it's never happened to me. Yeah, it's always like, oh, I'm scared. And it's basically to show like how weak they are or something, <laughs> often it's, followed by pushing up the glasses. Look, it's, um, it's definitely associated with dweebs. Yeah, it is. And I'm the first to, I'm the first to admit uh, it is a weakness of mine. 
Like if if I was born two thousand years ago, I'd probably be dead. If we're in a zombie apocalypse, I'd be that guy always saying, uh, "Can we just get to the pharmacy again? I need more Ventolin." Oh really? Just that bad? Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I have Pomacord every day, and then Ventolin is kind of the backup. You should swim. <laughs> yeah, people always say that. Swim, just swim. That's My sister's just got an asthma now as a 40-year-old. What? Yeah, it's strong in our family. I've had it as long as I can remember. Delayed onset asthmatism. Yeah, yeah, and I had early onset asthmatism. Yeah, speaking of my family. So I it's, it's interesting, yeah. So this whole, um, you know, it's it's they're trying to portray my people as weak and I don't like it, Greg. I don't like it. Oh, I don't blame you. Some of the strongest people in the world are asthmatics, which thinking about it now is something I should have looked up, but they yeah, probably especially are. Especially the swimmers. The swimmers, that's that's how they get oh, started. It's right. you got to get in the pool because you got asthma. Neck minute, world champion. Hello. Exactly. Michael Phelps. Hello, don't Michael know, Phelps. Don't know if he has asthma, but. We can speculate. We are. Yeah. He wouldn't be minded. But you'd, I've, I've mind. thought about the zombie apocalypse thing a lot. How yeah. much of a pain in the ass I would be to the group. I would. I'd keep putting them in danger. good to know that. Because if that went down here and now. <laughs> you were like, we weren't that good friends. <laughs> I was like, well, you didn't like Goonies. I'm like I said I like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. We yeah. went to the list of things you didn't like <laughs> when the zombies came, ipso facto. You liked Gone in 60 Seconds slightly less than me, so we were never that tight. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that one is a big, you know, that knocks a few stars off it for me. Maybe Whoa. a fraction of a star, <laughs> not a whole star. A point of a star? <laughs> a point of a star. Uh, it's good they left Octopus out, I thought. What's outdated? Maybe some of the bats. There were oh, moments, yeah. the bats flying out of the cave. There were moments where there was just kind of, it's just kind of there. It was like, the, it was like a, a, child, a kindergarten classroom <laughs> where you make the foil things and hang them from the roof and spin them. I did also really love that though. And another part that it's I think. charming. Yeah, another part that's definitely aged but I still liked was a lot of, Data's gadgets were a bit shit. <laughs> yeah. What about so something I never but noticed I <laughs> as a kid was where he has this small, small little scene where he cracks the shits. He's like, oh. I don't want to impersonate, <laughs> but, but he's like, ah, I work on these things for months. Someone calls them lousy. <laughs> like someone calls these lousy inventions. He's like, I've been working on these for months. Uh, it's really cute. They're all super charismatic. All these kids. Yeah. And obviously. Some would go into big things. He's an interesting one. He is. Because obviously he came out the gate strong. This and Temple of Temple Doom. Temple of Doom. Massive. And it's actually it's kind of ironic because you look at other movies of the era that John Hughes is of the world putting Asian characters in with crazy stereotypes and shit. And this is just a kid. It doesn't there's no real Cliched air quotes Oriental music playing when he steps on his. You know, there's none of there's none of that really. He's he's got the gadgets. You he's could, got the gadgets. You could dig into that if you wanted to. You could, I but I think it. it's a stretch. I I think and my wife. So I, she's also likes got a, the gadgets. She's she, she should have a. She's got the green shoes. A more um, warranted point of view. Oh, what does she say? She's like yeah. Yeah, okay. She's like, because she goes, yeah, maybe data, but no, nah, no, nah, really. not really. It's just good that he's there. But it's, it's interesting because it's like he had this success early on in the 80s, a time when it was even harder for Asian actors. And I was watching um, at the beginning of the pandemic, Josh Gad did uh, reunion specials, these things where he got people from classic movies and they all got on Zoom together and had a chat. This was the first one he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And like there's a whole lot of whatever, it's just fluffy it wasn't a great that stuff, but one thing, one little thing, in a passing comment he makes, 
is like, yeah, uh, I'm getting back into acting now. You know, now we've got films like Crazy Rich Asians and a lot more opportunity. You're like, whoa, this kid came out of the gate so strong with two roles that weren't even about him being Asian necessarily and definitely weren't painting him in too much of a cliched brush. But then he couldn't get any other roles it sounds like and he's only just coming back now. He did do he some. He like 10. Yeah. He's he now um, like 50. Yeah, and he's in some new Netflix show but in between these two things he was, he's been a stunt coordinator on a few things like X-Men. Yeah. Uh, choreographer, fight choreographer. Yeah. Sorry, more than stunt coordinator. Fight choreographer. He's a Taekwondo guy. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of stereotypes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's, that's – cool. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Interesting, interesting little nugget there. Yeah. There's a couple of other interesting ones with the kids. There is. They've got a – it. the where are they now of this cast is – It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag and broadly uplifting. Broadly. Broadly. <laughs> Dramatic pause. I did I did rewatch – I couldn't resist. I did rewatch Corey's Angels today. Oh, yeah. The performance of Corey Feldman's band. It's what happens when – you don't have friends that are honest with you. It's so cringe, man. And I think it's a fucking crime that they let him do that on TV. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, look up Corey's Angels on YouTube. He banged his head in the microphone. <laughs> that one too. Oh. He's he's in some weird thing where he's doing this weird Michael Jackson dance or what it's it's oh, They got him on Today Show, like Good That's Morning what America I mean. type it's, thing. It's like they shouldn't let him on. They know that's mean. They know what they're doing. They knew that was shit. It's so awkward, man. The poor guy. Someone just needs to tell him, uh, not for you, man. Like you can make it if you want, but. Would you listen? Maybe not. Ugh. And then obviously all the stuff coming out about him being abused as a kid and all that. It's horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get that one out of the way first. <laughs> Sean Austin. He is Aston? such – he's had an interesting career arc, hasn't he? He had – Carol made a point. She goes, this guy, like at this age, he could have grown up to look like Chris Hemsworth. Well, he was still kind of the babe, like the leading man in like small sol- choice soldiers. Yeah. Right? He was like the cool tough guy in that. Mm. He was a cool guy. The cool guy. He had a mullet. He had abs, I think. Something close to. Pots and pans. Yeah. <laughs> he was drinking – Peppermint schnapps out of a Listerine bottle. Yeah. He had it going on. I can't wait to do that movie. Oh, same. <laughs> same. Um, and then he kind of, well, as far as I knew, I guess, disappeared for a while and then showed up in Lord of the Rings. And he did a bunch of Sandler movies too. Yeah. Um, he he's had a fun with all those Sandler movies. Yeah, but he's definitely changed type. Like in the yeah. beginning, cute kid into sort of cool teenager. Lead. Into a dorkable guy, basically. Yeah. He's a dorkable guy. Like in... Um, Stranger, Stranger things. things, Bob. Yep. MVP of season two, I think. Big time. Uh, absolutely delightful. R.I.P. Bob. R.I.P. Bob, uh, forever in our hearts. Uh, really interesting. And I didn't know about the star parent. That's fascinating too. Yeah. Um, he seems like he's Encino got it together. Man. You see these interviews with him now. He seems very normal. Yeah. Well-adjusted child star into human. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Good for you. And then you got the Jeff Cohens of the world, Chunk. Yeah. Who is a very successful still in Hollywood entertainment lawyer, but an <laughs> yeah. entertainment lawyer, an entertainment lawyer, a thin one, a thin one. Um, that really got bullied. That's see you bully out of them. That's what you do. <laughs> the system works. Um, a couple of fat camps. He's not just, you know. Sometimes you hear these stars; they go into other things. And you go, actually, he's a very successful yada 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 now, and it's like, yeah, is he though? He really is like a 
pretty big time entertainment lawyer in Hollywood. Your honor. He, <laughs> he was in he the say it like that, would he? he was in the Hollywood Reporters thirty five under thirty five. Oh, so he should be. Back in 2008 or something. 35 executives, 35 and under in Hollywood. Outstanding. Which is quite cool. But I think the the one that has really had, it's a a Sean Astem thing times 10, is Josh Brolin, man. What a career. He's like gone from being sort of, I mean, this. This was his first film. Yeah. And he's a bit of a, is he a heartthrob in this? Like like he's a kid. But, you know, like he's. He's a good-looking kid, right? He plays yeah. a jockey sort of type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's into his he does, fitness. He does have a he does have a mild thumbish fanosy vibe. <laughs> he really does. Even as a boy, he he jokes about that kind of thing himself too. He's a, I think he says he looks like a thumb or something. Yeah, he's a funny man. He's an int- he's pretty he's, out there. He makes me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, like I think he could be. He seems like he'd be a bad drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he could get punchy. Yeah, yeah, he'll get punchy. Hell he of an has actor. This hell of an actor. He's had this movie and then for a while he was just kind of bouncing around as a bit of a character actor. I never just saw in, him until No Country. No Country, yeah. and Which I love. Yeah, and I didn't know I knew who he was in that. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's no. that guy. He's been in other things like Hollow Man, but he's just kind of the other guy. Yeah. Like he's just a, that guy. He deserved films. to be a, a leading star though. He's amazing. Yeah, and now if you think about all the shit he's done now, in many ways, like he's not the – Biggest star in the world, but he's. If you look at what he's in, he's an A-lister. He's an A-lister, but he represents so many interesting little pockets of mm. like the biggest movies. Like he's fucking Thanos, mm. but also he's like a Coen Brothers guy. Yep, he's been in um, Milk. He was uh, in Milk. Milk, yeah. Uh, technically, sort of Tarantino. He was in um, one of the Roadhouse, not Roadhouse, one of the Grindhouse movies, but I think it was the Rodriguez one. But um. He's kind of just done everything. He was in Spike Lee's Old Boy remake. He's 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 got a good coverage of all mm, the different good resume. Pockets. Good resume. Do you reckon he has a resume? I think so. It, well, it, Top he's, card. I hope so. A LinkedIn profile. Yeah, LinkedIn profile. He adds actor. Actor. He's in two different Marvel things when they were separate, but now they're together. That's going to be interesting. Playing playing Cable. Um, the Deadpool. The Deadpool movie. You lost me. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. It is. And the universe of actors and Hollywood. It's almost, if he was a comedian, it would be one of those arcs we really love, like a Ray Romano or a Steve Carell or, you know. Great arc. Yeah. It's fascinating because he must be at least 40 once this shit is popping off, Mm. I would think. I would think. Well, this movie is over 35 years old, so, and he was like like 15 in it or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. There you go. It's crazy. Josh Brolin, we salute you. We do. And I guess Barbara Streisand's his stepmother? Yeah. yeah there you go. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Could be. <laughs> I wonder if she sings a lot. I reckon she'd sing a lot around she'd the house. She'd sing in the shower. She'd sing around the house a Like night. the corners of my mind. Mom! <laughs> the meatloaf! <laughs> you mentioned something before, Greg, which I think is very interesting, in that this film, there's definitely some shared DNA with other presented by Spielberg joints mm. and even directed by Spielberg joints. The one we already mentioned E.T., there's definitely something, some vibe there. But even films like Gremlins, also yes. written by Chris Columbus and presented by yep. Spielberg. There's a little nugget in there. There's a little Gremlins nugget in there. There was, yeah, that thing about the... Uh, he's telling the story. He's like, you know, like of that other town where the, 
Furry things took over. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Feldman in both. Yeah. And actually if you look at the first few Amblin films, so when Spielberg started Amblin Pictures, Amblin Entertainment, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, I forget what the very first one was, but the between 82 and 85 you got Gremlins, Goonies, Poltergeist, which I have not seen, but the sense I get is that it's probably in the same yep, it is. world. It's very Spielberg-y. And E.T., and it's almost, you know how I like to talk about like, oh, I like to think of spiritual trilogies, even if they're not necessarily sequels mm-hmm. to each other, but would make a good box set. Yeah. Any three of those would, there's definitely like this thing, they all go together. It's a quite vibe. Well. There's definitely a vibe. But then you go through, like we were saying, later Amblin, it all just, whatever, there's no identity left. There's just a bunch of stuff. Go back to classic Amblin. These movies, man, this is the shit that Stranger Things tries to replicate and I think fails. Season one maybe, but then there's no, then the next well, season is just kind cashing of, in, aren't they? Yeah, it just feels like uh, vapid nostalgia. There's not much else to it. Yeah, but a lot of movies are trying to do this. Even Remember the- Pogs? <laughs> They're back. It's Alf in Alf, Alf form. <laughs> oh no, Alf back in Pog form. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, well now. Yeah, uh, but even other movies like the It reboots are very much yeah. in this vein. The- yeah, the It reboot. Now I never saw the second one. It's shit. Yeah. But Second one, the first one we loved. We, well, we were very scared. Maybe that's, but it was still like tapping into the Stranger Things. Definitely sensation. tapping into it. Film. There was one a few years ago called Super Eight, light. which was a J.J. Abrams movie, which was very much mm. this. Then also the latest Transformers movie, which was called Bumblebee, set in the eighties, and was just about Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Very much tapping into this as well. Yeah. Um, double Impact Podcast. Double Impact Podcast. Very much tapping into this feeling as. Well, but wait till you hear new double impact. Oh, back to formula. Back to the formula. <laughs> back to formula. Wait, Scott. <laughs> wait, different person. Back to formula. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I've got a few odds and ends. Not really uh, major things, but I'll throw them out there. Let's see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, John Matuzak, the um, the sloth. Yep. Bit of a loose unit, apparently. Oh yeah. To go, like to go out drinking on the town. Ah, and down his, in Goontown. His, yeah, his stuntman uh, didn't drink and was kind of ended up being his. Chaperone. Yeah. And he um, had to keep him in line because even John would get like a bit punchy too. Yeah. And his stuntman was like, oh, he's got black belts in 10 different bloody things. things and he would get him in line. <laughs> yeah. Put him in the uh, choker hold there. Yeah. He's a exactly. big man. Yeah. He was a linebacker for like the Raiders or something. Had a like few. Two, two premiership rings or something cool like that. Yeah, there was a lot that I wasn't able to fully digest. But uh, And I think he wore Raiders something in this yeah. at some point. Do you remember an ad? I can't remember if it was on TV or if it was just, you know there used to be TV shows that was like world's greatest commercials or whatever. Uh-huh. I can't remember if this was an ad I saw I love in that an ad show. slot or one of those world's greatest commercials things. But the nuns, so you know the statue of David penis that falls off the statue and they glue it back on upside down. Yeah, yeah. There's this ad and it's there's no dialogue so I can't play it here, it's just music. But it's this nuns, that a penis falls off a little statue in the church or whatever and it's an ad for... Sellies? Yeah, like a glue thing and they glue the penis back on and at the end one of the nuns looks around, turns it upside down and it looks like a little boner. <laughs> Baby boner. But that won all these awards at Cannes and everything and I'm like, you just ripped off this fucking movie. Wow. 
Wow. That was, um, I think you're thinking of world's sexiest ads. That Maybe. Was on at like 9.30, which I loved. They were cool because sometimes there'd be boobs. Yeah, I'd wait up for it because it was as close to porn as we by had. One of the dados that I was unable to identify. Yeah, one of them. One of them. The Dados are our Baldwins. Yeah, Look sure it up. Are. Cameron Dado, Lockie Dado, Andrew Dado. David Dado. David Dado. I don't think there's a David. <laughs> there should be. There should be. David Dado. Oh, hey, little little thing on maritime law since you asked. <laughs> Thank you. According to international maritime salvage law, the rights to a salvage vessel and its contents go to the person or persons who first successfully bring something off the vessel in question. So since Mikey brought the jewels off the ship, the the inferno and everything on it belongs to him. Good. There you go. I did feel that, yeah, I, that's great to know because a question <laughs> I did have was. I was like, what happens I'm like, now? I'm like, the ship's just there. Oh, yeah. They found it. Is that, is that like. And the bad guys are still kind of on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Did dear, they win the at the end of the day? bad guys are dear. There's a little bit of bad guy logic that doesn't work here. Mm. She's making them walk the plank, but then they escape by walking the plank, like. Mm. They both wanted the same thing. Yeah, the plank. The plank. <laughs> All signs point to the plank. Ah, and according to the novelization, Chunk's family Novella. adopts adopts uh, sloth. Yeah, he says, you're coming to live with me now. Oh, he does say that? I'm uh, like, you can't, you can't just bring someone in. That's so lovely though. It is lovely. <laughs> the parents will be like, oh, hang on. <laughs> oh. This is not give like the a, funds. Give me a bucket of fish heads. <laughs> oh, that was one. That was one. That was one Simpsons reference. There was one thing, they, they fed him a bucket of fish heads, right? Did they? Yeah. I just got that from the Simpsons. No, they did. Oh. Because they said he smells like fish heads oh. or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's but where the bucket the, of fish heads thing comes from. That's twin brother. So that's the only like cultural reference point, pop cultural reference point I, I, that popped up on my radar. That's not a big one. Speaking of, should we get into verdict? I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. I think we've said most of it here, Greg, but I would say uh, to sum up everything I've put out there up to this point, I think I'm I'm living proof that this movie holds up. You know, I, yeah. I'm not bogged down in the uh, rose-tinted glasses of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie. This movie induces a feeling of childhood. And some may say, well, you're talking about nostalgia, Tristan. I'd say I'm not. It's, a, it's more of a feeling. It's not like I never I, – I never – did these things or I know I did similar things. What am I trying to say here, Greg? What am I trying to say? I guess I'm saying there's an energy here that really it's a good feeling. Mm, it's a great it makes feeling. Makes you feel good. It's a good – it's a – it's a. well, as I said, it's a warm hug of nostalgia. Yeah. It's, uh, it releases the, 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 the endorphins, exomorphins, amphetamines. It releases <laughs> all of them. It releases all of them. But I feel like when I say that I'm describing nostalgia, but I feel like it's a different thing. But I feel like a child watching this, which again sounds like nostalgia, but it's a different thing. It's 100% a rewatch and I can't wait. This is one of those movies. I can't wait till little little Brucey's at an age where you can test these on I know. I said that to Carol. I was like, I'd rather be watching this with him, but he's not quite there yet. He's not quite there yet. I mean, when we did watch E.T. a few months ago at the cinema, 
Mm-hmm. A friend of ours brought her kids and they loved it. Which yeah, that's was very true. reassuring. Yeah. But it'll be great once we can get Bruce's verdict on some of this stuff. It'll be oh, great. big time. Yeah. Big time. Um, what about you, Greg? Uh, it's a big tick. Yeah. Knew that going into it, know that coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, I give it five stars. Oh, I give it four. It's just like a, it's, just, it's in the realm of good on yeah. you guys. Yeah. Nice. It is. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I feel like there's inevitably going to be a sequel. Not that I, I want it, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, apparently there was a video game too. Did you ever play the video game? Ah, uh, probably. I played video games yeah. and I still never heard of this fucking thing. Probably not a good one. I heard, I think it was a good one or yeah. at least, you no, know, there was low bar in those days. Yeah, that's Anything true. where you just run across the screen and jump over things is a fun game. Yeah. Um, I like video I games. I never played it. <laughs> game of Greg. Game of Greg only plays Red Dead Redemption 2 and to him it's just a hunting game now. <laughs> I did play Red Dead recently. Did you? Oh, a couple months ago. Yeah. Last year. I might go through a replay of that. I told point. you I went back into it, didn't I? Oh, and from the start. No, no, just as the new guy. Oh, And you just, right. you just go around doing, you can do all the things that you hadn't done. Like yeah. I've got John Marston. Yeah. So I've, I'm surprised they don't have Red Dead Redemption 1 playable in there. Because he's the he's the main guy in Red Dead Redemption One. Oh yeah, two is a prequel. It's a prequel, genius, genius. Uh, should we get into our patented culturally relevance, cultural yeah. relevancy things? Uh, did Simpsons do it? I was going to say no, but I guess the bucket of fishheads things kind of counts. But there doesn't seem to be any obvious ones. No, just crazy. I had a look. It's crazy. Which again is why it just keeps going under my radar. Porn parody. I did not look. I don't look for these kids' movies because it's dangerous. What about the ghoul? We didn't you know we didn't discuss what? the ghoulies. Oh, there was this show, a horror show. Quick, have a quick Google while you're there. I feel like I can picture the poster. It's a turd coming out of a toilet. Yeah, there were these monsters that lived in the sewers. They looked like poos with big teeth, and they'd bite you on the ass and balls when you're pooping. Yeah, the ghoulies. There he is. Why did you, did you think this movie got mixed up with it? I used to get it confused when I was a kid. Yeah, right. Because we were watching the Goonies, and I thought it was about the Ghoulies, and you were like, "Oh no!" I didn't want to watch it, and then my mate was like, "Ah, oh, it's the Goonies, not the Ghoulies." <laughs> this were the these were the challenges of a kid in the eighties. I want to watch the Ghoulies. I, yeah, we, we should need do to do some movies like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some proper shit movies. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, shit, because it's poo. Oh, very clever, Greg. Yeah, thank you. Um, Bechdel test. Not really, but there's two females yes. in at least. And they definitely would have talked about treasure. <laughs> Maybe. Or at least a one-eyed willy. <laughs> I did find a fan theory that this movie is all about sex. One-eyed, it yeah. was really just one-eyed willy was the main one. The rest were like, one-eyed yeah, really you're, you're reaching. But they did say, oh, I can't remember the line, there is something in there about one-eyed willy spitting treasure or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's something I was like, oh, stop. <laughs> they do put his treasure in their mouth. One point. Oh. <laughs> they do. I know. <laughs> Sorry, put Margaret. Willie's treasures in your mouth. <laughs> One-eyed Willie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> FX test, I mean, yeah, charmingly so. But I think if, if the octopus was in there, it would have been yeah. pushing it. But the rest hold up, I think, in There's part a of the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, man, that shit's legit. They had to destroy the thing because no one wanted it at the end. I'd take it. I'd take it. Live on it. Yeah. At, at, sail the seven seas. Yeah. 
Um, recast is only recast. I don't know recast. He's only ridiculous. MVP. I'm giving it the chunk. Interesting. I had uh, a tie between Mikey and Data. Mm. Yeah, Mike. They were all good. It. It's their time up there. Oh yeah. Down here, it's our time. Carol said that's the worst motivational speech she's ever heard. I said, you shut your mouth. I thought it was lovely. It was our time. It's the kind of thing, again. He's, he's, I'm like, he's a kid. What do you want? That's my point. Exactly. He's a kid. He shouldn't have a perfect. Yeah. He's a fucking kid. That's why it's good. That's they, a great example. They all paid attention. Went, okay, Mikey. I mean, I'd in. love to hear my fucking motivational speeches from when I was fucking 12 years old. It would be terrible. Terrible. And they should be. They're 12 years old. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Hey, don't forget to leave us a review. We could do with a couple of reviews. We haven't. We keep forgetting to say it. I was going to do it up front. And I forgot. Uh, review on the Apple Podcasts, or if you don't use Apple Podcasts, tell a friend. I've got mm. a great podcast for you to listen to, friend. It's called Double Impact. It's called Word of Mouth. Oh, You're going yeah, back yeah. to formula soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> you want to <laughs> rate yourself a Double Impact classic? It's yeah. going to blow the competition away. Yeah. Um, yeah, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Buy a merch. We've got a merch store. What are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? Um, that's a good question, Greg. Which one should we do? We'll let you know. We don't know yet, but we are planning to hit Blockbuster Town, baby. Yeah, we're going into some. We've done a lot of niche ones and we're gonna we're taking some big swings in it the next few weeks. It might be T2. It might be Lebowski. It might be Batman. It might be. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Some of these are these things. Yeah, it could be many things. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people came through because we didn't have this decided last week. A lot of people came through on the gram saying, hey, if you don't have a movie yet, you should think about doing this. And I was, A, very happy to hear that people listened to the end of the episode. Yeah. But then, B, I felt bad having to say too late, we're doing the Goonies. But then I was very happy to hear that they were excited we're doing the Goonies. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and it that comes with that, frozen yogurt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but the, the frozen yogurt is also cursed. <laughs> that's bad. Bye. Bye. Natasha.